0: with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre presented by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca
1: Well, your Edmonton Elks made the uh, wrong kind of uh, history uh, last night. Um, They've lost a CFL record 20 consecutive home games and that streak, by the way, matches the 1953 St. Louis Browns of major... League baseball, who also lost 20 consecutive home games in the season before they moved to Baltimore and became the Orioles. A little different when you
0: have 160 games overall and you have 80 home games, yeah. and 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 the Elks do not have 80 home games. So this, yeah, this hurts. This is this is painful. Morley Scott's uh, back. You had the call of it last night. I, I was I was saying earlier, Morley, that I I went to bed last night after about the second half or just before the end of the second half uh, of the second quarter. I still had hope because it was looking pretty good and I was going, I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to see the score and I'm going to feel good and I'm going to wear my jersey again. (laughs) And then it felt like I got punched in the gut looking at the score and went, I really thought this time
2: yeah it's
0: funny you went to
2: sleep uh, went to bed just before the collapse right uh, mm-hmm. they were down at halftime but came out in the second half to start the third quarter and what a drive they had I think it was like three plays to the end zone mm-hmm. and a touchdown and they took the lead 13 10 after the convert on that point point. and everyone's going oh, okay they, they've come out of the dressing room after halftime in a you know in a good mood and, and playing well which is something they've had trouble with this year uh, and then on the next series Hamilton comes down and scores so they take retake the lead then the offense comes back on the field. Taylor Cornelius ends up in the process of being sacked, has the ball on his left hand, and he tries to flip the ball forward, trying to save the yardage loss and a sack, trying to throw an incomplete pass. Instead, it gets picked off, and it goes the other direction for a touchdown on a pick-six. And then Hamilton scored another touchdown. Then they scored a field goal. Then they scored another touchdown. And, and so after the Elks took the 13-10 lead, Hamilton scores 24 straight points <laughs> in the in the uh, third quarter. And they went on to the victory last night. Uh, just uh, an incredible turn of events. Everybody feeling so good about what they were seeing on the field. Uh, I'm sure the players feeling good. Uh, Cornelius was, was lights out on that uh, drive. And mm. then... He was lights out with the rest yeah. of the offense. After that, um, it was uh, it was really really sad to watch it turn around so quickly like that.
1: The, the last uh, quarter and a half penalties again, Morley. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, you know what? It, they were coming off their best penalty performance of the year. They only had six penalties last week in Regina. Yeah. Uh, they took 13 last night for 179 yards. Yeah. And so many of them led to touchdowns, uh, whether it be the, the Noah Curtis roughing the passer call that ended up getting a touchdown. Uh, they took. Uh, uh, they, they ended up doing a, a short kick to get the ball back at one point and then took two penalties on that play. And instead of getting the ball back at midfield, they ended up getting the ball back at around their own 10 or 15-yard line. Just so... So many penalties at bad times. Niles Morgan got thrown out of the game. He took two penalties at once and ended up getting an ejection. Uh, it was just uh, penalty wise, it was just horrible. They, they, you know, they had some good numbers. Again, think about this: in the last two games, they've got almost 900 yards in offense. Mm. And don't have a win mm-hmm. uh, uh, really really incredible numbers and I I don't know what happens next I mean uh, they continue to work they continue to try and figure it out but now they're 0-6 uh, the win streak uh, the losing streak at home hits 20 games now uh, it's just dark times right now and, and they got a lot of work ahead of them and uh, it's, a, it's a big hole that they're in for sure and they have Winnipeg next yeah yeah, oh, that's the good news. You go to the, one of the toughest buildings in the league to play, in against one of the best teams in the league to play in the in the in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Thursday night in Winnipeg. So it's not going to be easy. The only thing they have going for them in their favor is Winnipeg doesn't play until tomorrow night, so they're going to be playing the game uh, on four days rest and coming home from Ottawa after the game. So, uh, but the Bombers are a really good team. They're four and one, likely win in Ottawa. I would think to go to five and one, and the Elks now sit at zero oh and six. And uh, the schedule, this this has been the easy part of their schedule because they've they played teams that, that you know, aren't that good in Saskatchewan twice, uh, Ottawa and Hamilton. So uh, it gets tougher from here in their next home games against the BC Lions. They've got uh, Winnipeg uh, and then home to BC, two of the best teams in the West, two of the best teams in the league. So it's not going to be easy over the next couple of weeks to, to get out of this funk that they're in.
1: So we can talk a lot about the negatives uh, mm-hmm. here, Morley, and you, you touched on a couple of the positives. You know, look, looking ahead, you know, Let's let's focus maybe a little bit on on some more of those positives. What do you see? Well,
2: I, I wonder what the decision is going to be at quarterback. Jared Dagey came in uh, last night, threw for over two hundred yards uh, in in the time he played in the, the last quarter and uh, a half, or a little less, a little more than quarter and a half. But again, that. The had a big lead at that time, so they're kind of sitting back defensively. Uh, but he took advantage of what they gave him. Uh, Kevin Brown got the run game going last night. Uh, his best uh, game of the season, yards-wise, 76 yards on 10 carries. Had a 50-yard one that he broke open as well, which was good. Uh, they they did some good things. They continue to do some good things. They won the time of possession battle, which they did last week in Regina as well against the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Uh You know, the last two games, you can pick out a lot of positives, but uh, they lost a heartbreaker in Regina, and they lost one that was kind of a laugher last night. They got some points late to make it closer Mm -hmm. than it actually was. So there are positives, but, I mean, I've said this before. We're all getting tired of positives. I mean... Mm -hmm. We want some wins now, yeah. right? 473 yards in offense last night. Uh, total, uh, big numbers, but but not the result they want. So that's the that's the thing that uh, that everybody's just itching for is just just a win. I, th- I think everyone would take an ugly looking win right now just to get this thing over with, <laughs> first win on the board. It doesn't matter. Just Positives anything. not matter right now. It's all about the W's and getting yeah. going.
0: Uh it was interesting that I you know we talked to Brian Kelly for Football Thursday yesterday mm-hmm. and then I also heard Ricky Ray cuz he was at the game uh mm-hmm. last night yep. and uh, and he was talking uh during during a break about both of them said the same thing. If if there's any advice for this current Alks team and they both said you guys got to just stick together keep on and going. keep and and keep the team because as soon as you lose you lose that any cohesiveness of of team because of the the uh, the troubles that they're facing then there's no hope whatsoever.
2: Yeah, absolutely right, and and I think that's the thing. And we had Ricky on our on our pregame show last night. And he talked about that as well. Just just sticking together, staying with the program, and eventually it turns around. The hard work uh, turns around. And I know Brian Kelly, as you mentioned, said that yesterday as well. Uh, good times come and good times go, and and in between you got to suffer through some bad times. Uh, but I mean, we've suffered for a few years now, right? Uh, the the thing is they got to stay together and they got to keep working otherwise i think we get and i think back in 2021 we had the locker room splinter up a little bit and i think there was some issues in the dressing room that's why some players got released and players got traded and they started to to try and put the put the team back together again so i i think Moving forward, that's going to be the key—is just how the players react, and I think they'll they'll react well uh, to this because there's so many young players. I mean, there's 17 rookies on the team, um, which is the highest number in the Canadian Football League. So they've got a young team, and I think they're all eager to learn and and get better. Uh, so they're yeah. going to have to they're going to have to just. Keep as they like
0: to say, just keep chopping the wood, right? So
1: chopping the wood, home sure the water. Acts,
0: doesn't hit your foot. That's all. It was <laughs> funny. We were looking for positives. Jalen mentioned one. Yeah, well, how was the buffet in the media in the media room? Uh, was that a
2: positive? Well, we did get uh, we did get the Elks, uh, The ox have they've introduced some new uh, uh, concession uh, <laughs> items this year, and they have been kind enough to allow us to test them every home game. So uh, they've brought in the, the loaded tater tots. Uh, they've brought in uh, um, all the all the stuff that they've had. Last night we had. Uh, let me see, what was it called? It was uh, uh, a bacon chicken ranch grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. And uh, that was pretty tasty. So... um yeah, yeah, I heard.
1: Uh, I heard Brendan Escott in the in the countdown to kickoff talking about it.
2: Yeah, uh, he liked it. He's kind of. A, I think he's kind of a fussy eater too. Oh, uh, he's so picky. It was oh, is it he? Was, yeah. Uh, it was, it was good to see that he liked it. But yeah, it was it was very tasty. Uh, that was how the evening started. It didn't end so well, but at least we at least we got fed well.
0: So. Yeah, at least if you're gonna have uh, have sadness, it's on a full stomach. Yeah, exactly. So that helps
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, if your stomach's going to turn, you want it full. <laughs> uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, they're going to they're going to take a couple of days off. I don't know if you know this. Uh, the Elks, uh, Explorer Edmonton is doing a great thing with the Elks uh, today, and it's not going to be nearly as much fun as it could have been if they had a one last night. But Explorer Edmonton's got a group together, and they're taking all the new players and a lot of the players out to Explore Edmonton. Uh, they're going to meet at uh, Fort Edmonton Park. They're going to do some stuff around Fort Edmonton Park. They're going to go into the River Valley. They're having a picnic. Uh, they are going to uh, do some uh, canoe rides, some bike rides, do some food tours, uh, a whole bunch of things throughout uh, throughout the day today. It's a, it's a day off for the Elks. Uh, they'll be licking their wounds a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully maybe this will bring a smile to their face and, well. and they'll get to see that great River Valley. Hopefully the smoke's not too bad for them as well throughout the day. But a uh, uh, big shout out to Explore Edmonton who's doing a great job and uh, taking uh, the new, especially the new Elks players, the guys who don't get to, to, you know, most of them live in that area right around Commonwealth and they walk to the practice every day and they walk home from practice every day or uh, and, and they don't get a chance to get out and explore. So they're going to get that opportunity today. So hopefully they'll have a good time. Hopefully they take their mind off what's going on on the field for a day at least.
1: Now, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait to, mm-hmm. to follow along on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Alright, Morley, thanks for this. We'll talk to you again at 8 o'clock.
2: Alright, see you then, guys. Okay, right, pal. Bye.
1: Morley Scott, your voice of the Edmonton Elks right here on 630 Chat. A quick pause here. Back with more right after this.
0: Service where service is their specialty.
1: Proud sponsor of this morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. All right, on Wednesday, Halsey was in uh, uh, giving us. Uh movie reviews. Well,
0: you never know what Halsey's going to do and what's on his mind and he was, he had Mission Impossible on the mind on Wednesday.
1: He loves movies. Absolutely. He absolutely loves them and was going on about this latest in the uh, Mission Impossible. What is it, 110 now? Uh,
0: Something like that. Yeah, number seven. It's almost as many as Fast and Furious. Is it it 10? I don't know. Uh, This one's a two-parter and it's called Dead Reckoning, I think. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Why don't we get some details from The Couch Potatoes.
3: I'm Brett McGarry from the Couch Potatoes. This week, I've got a spoiler-free review for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Audiences and critics can't believe what they're seeing. Listen to me. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Tom Cruise has outdone himself with a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes! This movie actually opened up on Monday night as they seek to take advantage of IMAX screenings before Oppenheimer opens next week and takes over. It's the seventh movie in the franchise, which first debuted in 1996. And Tom Cruise, now 61, is still right there in the middle of all the action, and the action is wild. And as is the case with these movies, there's an existential threat that could potentially destroy the world, so the impossible mission force has to stop it.
2: None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept
3: that. Returning cast members include Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, and Vanessa Kirby. And some of the new additions include Haley Atwell and Palm Clemente, both of whom you might know from the MCU. Atwell was Peggy Carter, Clemente was Mantis. Atwell in particular was a wonderful addition to the cast. Is this where we run? Go, go, go! go! probably. But the real star is the action and the stunts. Crazy car chase in Rome. Tom Cruise running and Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle off a cliff. The action in this movie is bonkers and it is a super entertaining film. The plot is a little thin at times and it's just too long. But overall, it's great. Four couch cushions out of five for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Part 2 is tentatively set for release next June. His fate is written. Shall we write yours, too?
1: If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't
3: go to kill you. That is written. I'm Brett McGarry from the Couch Potatoes.
1: Mm. Almost 30 years of of that uh, series. yeah. That's
0: amazing. So this is movie number seven, and the Dead Reckoning Part Two will be movie number eight in this series, in this franchise, so not quite Fast and Furious 10, and the movies are a little bit better than Fast and Furious. So. Has
1: anyone in this room seen any of these movies? I've
0: seen some of the Mission Impossibles. I haven't seen all of them. Okay, I don't yeah. know why you're looking at me, Jay. I, <laughs> I know. I,
1: I, I don't know what you do with your life, to be honest with I, don't I don't know, know either. I really don't, besides, uh, you know, the sports, just which is great. stare at the sky. Yeah, that's
0: but it. <laughs> the, the original Mission Impossible had that, it was an iconic scene with Tom Cruise where he's, 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 trying to break it into somewhere or whatever and he comes down on wires yes, and he's yes, all yeah. flat and he's all you know, it's very cool look uh, uh, imagery in that and then it just built from then
1: and from I think you on. know it's probably replaced now with the, I mean that scene of him taking the motorcycle off, off the cliff was,
0: I've seen that a billion times now yeah so uh, if I go to see watch the movie it's gonna be eh, whatever he, you, know,
1: you know what? Um, there was a couple of weeks ago uh, a special on, on the, some of the, the stunts, and, and, all, and that was pretty wild to watch him do that,
0: right? Yeah. Pretty wild. Well, and it's also cool to see how they actually did it, <sighs> and then the CGI that they do to replace the, uh, the the runway that he was on and all the rest uh, of the stuff. It was all a built up smooth. He wasn't running across loose gravel or whatever.
1: No. It was, it was down a little narrow rocky path off the side of a mountain in Iceland. Um. Okay, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll I'll
0: dig out the uh, before CGI version and you can see what it looks like.
1: Let's let's be real, let's Let's not drink the Tom Cruise Kool-Aid. Yeah, well, there you go.
0: Either way, he drove a motorcycle off a cliff and then parachuted down. Yeah,
1: pretty wild.